Welcome to the Calvary Podcast, a ministry of Calvary Episcopal Church recorded live in Memphis. The Calvary Podcast is weekly sermons, but also conversations, reflections, and provocations about the mystery of God and what it means to be human in the world in need of repair. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. One of the skills I have learned during the pandemic is guessing which aisle at Kroger leads to the fastest checkout. (laughs) Due to social distancing, the checkout lines often form way back in the aisles, rather than close to the cashier so it's difficult to compare how long the lines are. I have learned to find one of the aisles leading to checkout, commit myself to it, place my cart on the little six feet apart marker on the floor, and wait to move forward to the next marker. One day I used my time in line to check email, and I heard the young woman behind me say, oh, ma'am, it looks like you only have a couple of items. You can go ahead of me. The young woman had spotted an elderly woman going back and forth trying to figure out where the lines were forming in these aisles. I was a little embarrassed that I had not spotted her and offered for her to move ahead of me as well. When the elderly woman made it to the cashier, she had a lot of difficulty with the technology around using her debit card and coupons. And uh, she looked back to the two of us and apologized profusely to me and the young woman. And the young woman behind me said, oh, that's okay, just take your time. While waiting, the young woman joked with me about some of the items in our carts to help pass the time. When the elderly woman finished checking out, she gave the two of us the most beautiful smile and the most heartfelt thank you that I think I've ever heard. While my appointments before and after shopping and my emails during shopping were about forming community here at Calvary, a little community of three was being formed right in front of my eyes. And my two fellow community members each taught me something. The young woman taught me the beauty of noticing someone who feels out of place, offering her hospitality and a preferred place in line and making her feel at ease. The elderly woman taught me the power of persistence, how to graciously receive the help of others, and how to express gratitude with genuine warmth. Surprisingly, I found community that day by waiting in line at Kroger. Of the three accounts of the baptism of Jesus, only today's Gospel of Luke gives us the most sense that his baptism was part of a communal baptism. Luke reports, Now when all the people were baptized, and Jesus was also baptized. We can picture that Jesus may have offered to wait in line for all the others to be baptized. Or his cousin John the Baptist, even after describing the special nature of the Messiah, may have instructed Jesus Well, get in line. 
it seems significant that Jesus' first recorded public act as an adult involved waiting in line. There is something humbling and very human about that. Jesus knew that the baptisms of the others ahead of him in line mattered and marked turning points in each person's life. Everyone in line before him had a different story that led them to come to a strange-looking man in the wilderness to be washed in a muddy river. Much like the little tributaries and streams that fed the Jordan, the story of each person flowed into each other that day as they became one repentant community that would look after each other and seek to look after our shared world. That is what Jesus was baptized into that day. The question is often posed, if baptism is about being cleansed from our sins and Jesus is sin-free, then why does Jesus need or even want to be baptized? Some have answered this question by saying that Jesus wants to identify and show solidarity with the rest of us sinners in line. But I believe he has a much deeper motive than that. Jesus wants to become fully immersed in our lives. By waiting in line, he honors the norm of our community, the norm on which he wants to be fully enmeshed. He wants to be an abiding presence and a change agent within us. He wants to be a companion, waiting in line just like the rest of us. Henry Nowen was a Catholic priest, professor, and a much sought after spiritual director, speaker, and writer. He had reached the pinnacle of the academic world, having served on the faculties of Yale and Harvard Divinity Schools. But there was something unsettled in him. To extend the waiting in line metaphor, it seemed as though he was on the outside or above, observing the people in the line, rather than being in the line himself. Henry longed for a more communal life and a more basic ministry. So he uprooted his life and lived for a year in France in a community for intellectually and developmentally differently abled persons. Henry was invited to be a pastor for a sister community in Toronto and spent the last 10 years of his life in ministry there. One of the things he was asked to do was to help Adam get ready for his day each morning. Adam was a young man with epilepsy and never learned to speak, but he could follow instructions. And even though he couldn't speak, he would let Henry know when he felt that Henry was hurrying him or wasn't fully present with him. Henry wrote of this, a few times when I was so pushy, he responded by having a grand mal seizure and I realized it was his way of saying, slow down, Henry, slow down. Adam was communicating with me, and he was consistent in reminding me that he wanted and needed me to be with him unhurriedly and gently. For Henry, Adam became his friend, his teacher, his guide. Henry added, 
being so close with Adam, I realized that the Christ event is much more than something that took place long ago. It occurs every time spirit greets spirit in the body. It is a sacred event happening in the present because it's God's event among all people. That is what the sacramental life is all about. Much like Adam, Jesus does not say a word in Luke's account of his baptism. He simply offers his body to be immersed by his cousin John, and then he quietly prays to his father. And much like Adam taught Henry, and the elderly and young woman taught me, Jesus teaches us all the beauty and joy of immersing ourselves fully in community by learning the art of waiting in line. Amen. If you're curious about Calvary Episcopal Church, we are an eclectic bunch of Christian people who don't all think the same thoughts or dress the same way or vote for the same candidates or even believe all the same things about the mystery of God and what it means to be human. But we do believe that we need each other because of our differences, not in spite of them, and that God calls us into unity, not uniformity. Subscribe to the Calvary Podcast at calvarymemphis.org slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit Calvary in person at the corner of 2nd and Adams in the heart of downtown Memphis, Tennessee.